welcome to the EQFit podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. So if you've been following the last several episodes, you'll notice that we're on a theme of looking at different tools, specifically assessments, that can help whether it's in your personal life or whether it's in the workplace. Today I want to focus on one of my favorites, and that's what we call a Leadership 360. There are many different kinds of Leadership 360s out there. The one that I use I love it because it's actionable data, meaning you can actually put it into developmental KPIs, either for yourself or for a leader that you're working with. It has wonderful comment sections, which even have a stop, start, continue section. What do you want somebody to stop doing? What do you want them to start doing? What do you want them to continue to do? And I was recently doing a feedback session for someone who took the Leadership 360, and this is the comment this leader made. He said, wow, I had no idea that's how people saw my leadership. Now, that's exactly what we want from a Leadership 360. We want it to be a mirror that we can hold up for the leader to see how Other people are experiencing that leader and that person's leadership. So a 360, if done correctly, is anonymous. It isn't something where you're forcing people to ask questions in the open. It's why do we do it anonymously? We want as much honesty and transparency as possible. Yes, occasionally you may get some odd remarks or somebody may take it as an opportunity to retaliate. But you know what I found in the hundreds of these that I've done? That's very, very rare. And it stands out like a sore thumb. It's very easy to see what that looks like. So if you're fearing a Leadership 360, don't. Because the value one can give you is far beyond any unfortunate comment someone might make or grading that someone might do on that. Here's the benefit. And I'll, I'll speak for myself. I want to know what people are experiencing as me as a leader. I want to know that. And if I've got some blind spots... I want to know that. If I've got some gap areas or areas where I'm not helping people, I want to know that. Because how do you get better at something if you don't have awareness, if you don't have visibility into that? So if you're not familiar with a Leadership 360, it's an assessment or some people call it a survey where many different people have the opportunity to answer questions about a specific person's leadership. The best Leadership 360s also include multiple places for comments so that 
people can provide helpful feedback. And feedback is a gift. Feedback is not something to fear. It literally is a gift from other people. Some of it may be hard to hear. Some of it will be very easy to hear and will affirm us and our leadership. But we need to hear all of it because if someone is experiencing our leadership in a specific way, we need to know what that looks like if we want to improve as leaders. So I use a tool called Leadership Vital Signs. It comes from Six Seconds, and I think it's excellent Leadership 360. Why? Because it gives you actionable data. Data that you can use immediately. Data that points to very specific areas. So let's talk about that. Doing this assessment isn't just gathering data, which of course has value. It's also about creating the best path forward for the leader to grow their leadership skills. And that starts with self-awareness. If we're honest with ourselves, we all have a perception of how we're showing up as a leader. And I think that's a fair statement, right? If you're a leader, maybe you're not in a, quote, position of leadership or authority, but you're probably a leader somewhere, whether you volunteer somewhere or whether you're running a family at home, whatever that is, you're probably a leader If nothing else, you're leading yourself. So creating that best path forward is very important. The problem with us having our own perceptions and just working off of that is it's pretty one-sided. And we may have blind spots. We may have gap areas. And there's a thing called confirmation bias Basically, what that means is we think better of ourselves and maybe even less of other people, especially when we're thinking specifically about ourselves. We need a really good mirror to look in as a leader to understand what our leadership looks like to the people that we're leading. So how do we get that real view into our leadership? It's simple. We ask other people. And that's why these assessments exist. By the way, I see leadership, as I've said, as leading yourself first, then leading other people. Everybody is a leader, at least of themselves. Leadership is not positional. It's functional. Being in a position of authority does not guarantee you're a leader. Leadership is a combination of soft skills, hard skills, emotional intelligence skills, influence, trust building, relationship building, navigating conflict effectively, and much, much more. So if you just look at those things alone, you can see a position of authority does not give you that. Their skills, their talents, They're things you develop and learn over time. They're trial and error, maybe. I think we learn a lot through trial and error. So let's talk about what a Leadership 360 should measure. 
Remember when I used the term actionable data? A Leadership 360 has to provide key measures that can be turned into KPIs or key performance indicators or goals or objectives, whatever terminology you want to use. But it's got to provide measures that are critical to meeting those important KPIs or goals. So what are key measures for a leader? Well, in the one that I use, the assessment that I use, there are five critical success factors, drivers of success. Trust, execution, teamwork, motivation, and change, which is really leading people through change. These are the drivers of success, but we can't just stop at the drivers of success. There are critical outcomes as well. So let's talk about those. What are those critical outcomes? And then I'll come back for a minute and talk about the individual drivers. The outcomes for a leader are influence, which is building strong relationships to engage people, efficacy, generating useful results, design, which is managing a smooth workflow with and through other people. That's a key. It's managing a workflow, but not by yourself. That's not leadership. You're doing it with and through other people. And the fourth outcome is direction, setting a viable, powerful vision and direction. Those are the outcomes. Well, that makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Those outcomes are critical if a leader is going to succeed, if a team is going to succeed. Let's go back to the drivers for a minute. Motivation. Motivation is the energy that runs the engine, so to speak. If you don't have much motivation, you're not going to have a lot of energy. Teamwork. How well does the leader bring the team together and help them work together as a team? Empower the individual team members so that the team works very well together. How high-functioning is that team? Execution is literally getting things done in a certain way, in a certain time frame, with certain quality measures. Change, that's that ability to lead people through a change process. This is absolutely mandatory if you want to have high-functioning leaders and teams today because there's so much change in the world. We need our leaders and our teams to be change-embracing, not change-avoiding. I'm not saying they have to accept every change that comes along. That doesn't make any sense. But what I am saying is we have to be ready because if you think about it, what is, I have a definition of agility that I have created and use all the time. Agility is the ability to take advantage of opportunity with speed and efficiency. I'll say that again. Agility is the ability to take advantage of opportunity with speed and efficiency. Well, how can you take advantage of opportunity 
if you're not change embracing, if you can't navigate through change well. And then I've left trust to the last, but it is the most important. It touches everything. Trust is literally the currency of getting things done. Trust is that glue that holds people together, even in tough times. And I would much rather have trust than loyalty. That's a different discussion for another day. But if you go to our YouTube channel, there's some videos about that. Trust is absolutely critical. And great leaders are great trust builders. So when you look at those measures for a leader and getting that input and that data out of a leadership 360 assessment, you can start to get a sense of how important these measures are and what you can do with them. Just think about that for a minute. Think about what you could learn from measures like these if you knew, if it's you or another leader, if you knew with each different group of people in a 360. So let's talk about that. There's going to be a supervisor or maybe more than one supervisor for this leader. That's one group. Then you're going to have direct reports, the team. That's another group. Then you're going to have peers within an organization. That's a third group. Then you're going to have other people that interact with that leader. That's a fourth group. So if you could understand these five measures, these critical success drivers, if you could know what those measures are for a specific leader, see which ones are strong, see which ones aren't so strong, and how those could be opportunities for development, you can immediately start to create a leadership development plan and pathway that will help that leader become a better leader almost immediately. Awareness is a big step in the right direction. If you're aware of gaps, blind spots, guess what? They're not blind spots anymore. And you can start to move forward and improve those things. And this is how we develop individual development plans for leaders and how we coach leaders. So this is not just another assessment that doesn't mean all that much. If you get the right assessment with the right actionable data, you can change people's lives. You can transform a leader's life and and the team members' lives by helping that leader transform into the best leader that they can be. So what is the value of a Leadership 360? Why would you do one? You're going to pay some money for it. You're going to have someone, hopefully, someone professionally certified to provide guidance and feedback and interpretation of that data through the assessment. What's the value out of that? What's the return on investment? Let me give you a list of ways that I use this Leadership 360 assessment and the value that I bring to people through it. Whatever you decide to use, just make sure it's highly validated 
You've got a professional that knows what they're talking about because here's the value that can come out of that. Number one, you're helping a leader who's struggling. You're helping them understand where they're struggling, why they're struggling, how to get out of their struggle so that they can get back on track and be the leader they want to be and they need to be. So we use that Leadership 360 a lot for that reason. And then secondly is just developing leaders, helping them understand where they are today, where they want to be in the future, and creating the pathway to get there. The next is coaching leaders through very specific challenges. And this is where I want to stop and talk a little bit about you don't do these assessments in a vacuum, meaning we need to also bring in the context of the environment the leader is in and what they're dealing with. Because whatever it is that they are challenged with is really going to expand our insight into what the data is telling us and how we can best help them. So it really is a process of understanding not just what the data is saying, but how it fits very practically into that leader's world. So the next is it's great for starting important and focused conversations. It helps the leader see like they're looking in a mirror at their leadership, but it isn't them that's telling them about their leadership. It's all of these other people. And there are wonderful conversations that can happen there. As a matter of fact, I always encourage a leader who does this to send a thank you note to everyone who participated and put some specifics in that thank you note, such as, thank you, I heard you. I very much appreciate what you shared with me. Here's what I got out of that. And I'm going to work on those things. And then list those critical areas that were identified through the process. That goes a very long way to enhancing engagement, to enhancing team performance, and really to building more trust in the organization, in the team, and even the leader building more trust in themselves. It enhances collaboration. This is a wonderful way to enhance collaboration, especially what I'm finding between peers. A lot of times the peer group, people on the same level as the leader, may rate them lower because they may be putting a lot of time into their team, but not necessarily a lot of time into the peer relationships. And those are just as important. Another thing, creating leadership development plans. We've talked a little bit about this already. Plans that work for people, plans that are practical. How about skill development? I use these tools to help me understand what skills a specific leader may need to enhance or improve in, or maybe even create a new skill, build a new skill for themselves. It's a wonderful way to track growth 
and development. So you can do these assessments periodically to see how the leader is growing and developing. It's wonderful for annual planning, getting an idea of what's going on in the organization. I recommend doing this before the strategic plan is done for the next year. If you do Leadership 360s prior to the strategic planning, think about it this way. You're reaching out to different teams and different people to talk about the leadership in an organization and share their experience with different leaders. You can take that into your strategic planning and really create a powerful plan, not just for leadership development, but there are many things that will go into these comments in the Leadership 360s that may be operational, they may be financial issues, that it could be a variety of different issues. But wouldn't it be awesome to have that information before you go into your strategic planning so you know where to best put your time, energy, focus, and resources in the year to come? And another thing this is really good for succession planning. Who's the next general manager or COO? Who's the next director of a division? Well, if you do these leadership 360s, you will have a really good idea of which people are moving faster through that leadership pipeline and are ready to take on more responsibilities, ready to take on greater roles in the organization. All of this comes out of one assessment, and it, it is an incredible value and return on investment. So think of it this way. When you have good data that is actionable, there is just so much you can do with it. And I shared what the different things are you can do with it. Now, one of the key outcomes is to provide the leader with clear insight into how other people see their leadership. Yes, sometimes it can be uncomfortable and even eye-opening, but this is where the real value is generated. As much as we may not like to dwell on our gaps or blind spots, the reality is if we want to get better as a leader, that is an awareness that is absolutely critical. So leading by listening, that's how I kind of titled this in a recent blog article I wrote. What, what do I mean by leading by listening? A Leadership 360 is really an invitation for people to speak to the leader in a psychologically safe environment. That's the anonymous part of this. The real value comes when the leader chooses to listen. I had one leader take great offense at what people were saying about his leadership. He went on and on about how they didn't understand. They did not realize the pressure he was under. They were, they were the problem, not him. So I asked him, do you still have to lead those people every day? And he looked at me funny and, and said, well, of course I do. That's when I suggested that their perception 
of his leadership is the reality that they operate from. And if he wants things to go smoother and better and more productive and more profitably, maybe he should think about what they're telling him. If you ever get the opportunity to do a well-validated Leadership 360 with what I call truly actionable data, where it's really measuring things that matter, grab that opportunity. Then learn to be a better leader by listening to what people are telling you. The way you show up to them as a leader matters. It matters to them. It matters to you. Now, what you do about it is up to you. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.